Hey, hey, and welcome to Daddy Mojo. It's the podcast where we'll talk about parenting, all-age comic books, toys, and more. Now, here's your host, Trey Burley. Let's talk all-age comic books for the week of August 17, 2022. Of course, new every Wednesday is new comic book day. It is. Uh, to wit, where is your closest comic book store? Uh, I don't know where it is, because I don't know where you live. I'm not stalking you. But go to this website, comicshoplocator.com. Just punch in your zip code, and odds are there's a comic book store uh, within 15 miles of you. They're closer than you think, my friend. I'm pulling a lot of these comics from this website, Previews World. We compare this with an email that we get from our local comic book store about what the new comic books are, and because we've been a lifelong comic book fan, and we've had children for 13 years, we're just kind of recommending what is good for kids, especially those elementary school kids, through middle school kids, and what's what. And what's what in DC Comics this week is Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Issue 117. This comic book is really funny. We've been collecting it for about 100 issues. Our son, who is now 12, has been reading it since he was about eight or seven. So that gives you a clue as to, okay, the the reading level is going to be okay for those middle, even, I'll say middle elementary. Those lower elementary school kids can still engage in the comic book, but they may not be able to read it all the way through. But so far as anything objectionable, nothing objectionable in this comic book. It's all a hoot. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Issue 117 from DC Comics. It's out this week. Sometimes also, in Previews World, you'll see recommendations for books that come out that are going to be in comic book stores, and they're just so darn cute, or they're from publishers that sometimes do comic books, and that's the case here with Oni Press. Oni Press also does a lot of comic books, but they also do some cool graphic novels. Henceforth, this hardback book, this is a taco. This is a squirrel. Um, it's going to be one of those illustrated books that upends the the nature norms that kids may be used to, and they expect it to be upended. It's hilarious stuff from a- Andrew Kangolis with uh, illustrations by Josh Sipley. Uh, I've seen Josh's work before. That's why I wanted to profile this here, because it sounds very familiar. Great illustrated book. Our last illustrated book is what I like to call a child's first graphic novel. Um, And that's fun because kids, especially kids who have an older sibling, they may want to jump into graphic novels first. But sometimes the all-age graphic novels for those young elementary school kids, they're going to be few and far between. However, Peach and Plum, here we come. You can tell by the cute rhyming nature and the, the illustrations on the cover. It's going to be great for those young elementary school kids. It's from Tim McKenna. They're friends who rhyme all the time. Bonus is the blurb on the cover from James Burks, the creator of the Bird and Squirrel series. Peach and Plum are a real treat. <laughs> you just smile thinking about it. This is going to be a kid's first graphic novel. I'll see. If maybe some first graders would be okay reading it by themselves. They would certainly be okay having it read to them. But you second graders should be able to read this by yourselves and enjoy it. Let's jump into the comic books, My Little Pony. Uh, For girls between second and fourth grade, at some point you will encounter My Little Pony. And for approximately two to four girls in every class, 
you're going to be my little pony heads. That's what you're going to be, and that's okay. This is the Generations Trade Paperback from IDW Publishing. Um, it, it combines generations of My Little Pony, kind of like a, an, uh, like from different universes, different timelines. It's cute, it's fun, and you pony heads, you My Little Pony folks, looking at you girls in second to fourth grade, you're going to love this. And at $18, it's, it's a bang for the buck because it's a trade paperback, so it's going to be thick. It's going to do the hard work of collecting for you, and you can figure out what exactly is happening in Ponyville. And it's from IDW Publishing. Also from IDW Publishing this week is this one. This is a go-to comic book for elementary school libraries. Go to any elementary school library. You're going to see some Sonic the Hedgehog in there. And for good reason, it's a great comic book for those elementary school ages. This is an annual so what that means is, obviously, take the definition. Comes out once a year. It's a, it's I'll call a low impact way to check out Sonic the Hedgehog because it's not gonna have any storylines where you're gonna jump in there and say who is this blue creature? What are they doing? It's gonna be more all fun all the time without trying to jump into a storyline to figure out what Sonic is up to. It's great for those fans who really love Sonic, or those curious folks. Who want to see if comic books are good for them? The only bonus, or the only downside, to that latter category is that it's $8. Eh. But for you Sonic folks, Sonic the Hedgehog, the annual. It's out this week, and it's from IDW Publishing also. Girl. And this is not for girls. This is for girls or boys. Sometimes I make that mistake when I see a title that's called Flavor Girls. Who could blame me for that? This printer... Uh, this imprint from Boom Studios is great. Archaea is one of my favorite imprints, and it's from a very good publisher from Boom Studios. Flavor Girls is kind of, it's got that Captain Planet feel, doesn't it, with a bit of a anime manga thing with a lot more action than you're expecting. It's a great example of an action-oriented comic book that's really good on the story. Issue two of three is out this week. It's thicker than what most comic books are. So if you look at the price... And you say, whoa, it's $8. That's crazy. I'm not paying 8 bucks for a comic book. Man, I feel you. I'm not paying 8 bucks for a comic book either. either. But this is thick. It's a thicker-than-average comic book. I'm going to call it uh, the equivalent to two Amazing Spider-Mans. And price for that, that's consistent. So, yeah, it's a little more expensive than a one-issue, but it's a thicker story and a lot more fun than what you're expecting. Flavor Girls 2 of 3. It's out this week. From Boom Studios. The Simpsons love this series as a comic book, as a graphic novel. Of course, neither one is being produced on a regular, dependable basis now. That's why we wanted to highlight this. Because Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, um, ominous, omnibus. Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, ominous, omnibus, volume one. That's a heck of a tongue twister. Uh, is out this week from Abrams Comics Arts. We love this uh, this series as a graphic novel and as a comic book. We have about 15 to 20 of the collected series in here. We've got about 150 issues of the comic book uh, when it came out. And it is great for all ages. I, I say that hesitantly because some people may think The Simpsons is not really all age. We went to the comic book store with a friend of a friend one time, and they were 10 at the time. And their parents would not let them 
watch or read The Simpsons because they viewed them as as inappropriate and too rude and just the 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 stereotype the bad trope stereotype that they had in the 90s when Bart Simpson would say eat my shorts this is not like that it's a little bit curt and rude but that's life is life not curt and rude and this is hilarious treehouse of horror uh this uh the one episode send up they've turned into that was back in the day it would be an it would be a comic book that came out every year now they have collected editions that have collected all of the comic books and this is a mix-up of it treehouse of horror it has the typical simpsons humor with things that are just a little disgusting and weird and funny and scientific and just really great and hilarious that's why i mentioned this in hopes that they make more of these the ominous omnibus volume one Scary Tales and Scarier Tentacles. See, but wow, look at that. It's $40. But it's worth it if you're a fan of The Simpsons. You know who you are. That's me too. From IDW Publishing, this series is great. And you have to say it's great for all ages because it looks like it's very adult-like because you see a big-sized killer bat chasing these two rabbit ninjas. This is a black and white series from IDW Publishing. If you're in middle elementary school and up, you'll love it. It can be a little bloody here and there, maybe two instances per per comic book, because maybe maybe Usagi will have to slay a creature or another ninja or something with his his sword. And you know there'll there'll be some some blood. You'll see a character fall down. That's the worst of it. What you're enjoying from the comic book, though, is its art and its story. It's in black and white. And relative to other comic books, there's not as much detail. But that's part of the joy in it for those young audiences from Stan Sakai, who's been doing this comic book for a long time. There's so much story and power in the brevity and in the black and white spaces that makes it one of those series that just says, wow, gotta read it. You'll love it. Plus, it's so darn different. I think kids in upper elementary school who like action and who aren't try, who aren't scared to try something different will dig it. There you go. I'm off my soapbox now. Another series that we've enjoyed for a long time. This is actually a character that we've enjoyed since we were a youth. Ultraman, the mystery of Ultra 7. Um, it's a new miniseries from Marvel Comics. Starring this very large behemoth, Ultraman. Why do we want to highlight this? Because it's funny and weird. It's not It's not funny. It's just weird and different. And kids, when you get to be middle school, man, maybe you want to read something, but you don't want to read the same tropes about superheroes and tights. That's cool if you do, but maybe you want to read something different. That's why this miniseries, Ultraman Mystery of the Ultra 7... It could be your jam from Marvel Comics because it's got the action that you're used to, that you want. But it's also got some great story with the mythos of a classic character, Ultraman. Yeah, maybe you don't know Ultraman and you're like, what is it? But it's so mm, cultural and fun and awesome that we have to recommend it from Marvel Comics. We're going to pick it up this week. Another series that we've been following is this one. It's The Banner of War. It's a great little storyline from that features Thor and Hulk. It comes to a conclusion this week with Hulk 8. Um, and I'll say the Hulk series before the this, this storyline, we were kind of digging. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Toss in some Thor action and we're like, okay, 
let's see what happens. And this is really worth picking up if you've been following the story, or if you want something different, or if you really just saw Thor Love and Thunder and want to see more of that. Totally your jam, but it's a great comic book. This time we're going to uh, end out the series with this. Ah, we'll see. <laughs> Coming up also, if uh, and this is a great series for boys or girls. Immensely popular, Fortnite X, Marvel Zero War, 3 of 5. Uh, when you buy this comic book, it comes with a bonus digital comic, as well as a Fortnite skin. Our kids love Fortnite. They don't play it too much. And this is actually a pretty good comic book. It's so weird, and it's got so much action. It's got some dinosaurs. It's got some Fortnite craziness. Kids will love it. Adults who don't play video games will be mildly confused by it. That's kind of like me. I just I read it, and I'm like, well, I love the dinosaurs. I have no idea how to play Fortnite. I've seen you guys play it. But it's great for you. Zero War. Call ahead to your comic book store because they could have low supplies on this one. We are following this tentpole this summer, and we enjoy it. Uh, Avengers, X-Men, Eternals, Death to Mutants. Um, it's, a, it's a series of the tentpole series that Marvel Comics is doing this summer when all of the tentpoles in Marvel Universe collide and fight each other. you got the Eternals and X-Men and Avengers, and they're all fighting. We're down with it because we wanted something new and different, and we're pleasantly surprised by the storyline. You might be, too. It's from Marvel Comics. Um, do you have a child who has tried to read Tristan Strong as a book, and maybe they didn't like it or they couldn't get far in it? Try this avenue. Tristan Strong is a series. It's a book. It's a middle-grade series of books. Immensely popular. This is the graphic novel rendition from Rick Reardon Presents. This has also worked with the Scholastic series, I Survived. Our 10-year-old has tried to read the I Survived series from Scholastic, but has come up short. He has latched on to the graphic novels, which he has enjoyed. So it's just another way to get the message across to say, you know what, kids? That's cool. Tristan Strong is a great character. We think you'll dig him. But check out this graphic novel if you didn't like the book, or if you couldn't find the book, or if you want to read a different version of it or see it with pictures. I think you'll love it. Tristan Strong punches a hole in the sky, the graphic novel, adapted by Robert Vendetti. Um, I recall that dude from, I think, doing some, gr some Green Lantern comic books. Uh, if you know anything about DC Comics, I know he's been all over uh, stories within DC. So it bodes well, and Tristan Strong is a staple within middle school reading that I think you'll dig. Beastlands from Dark Horse Comics. You Middle Earth kids, talking to you, talking about mythical creatures that bond with people. Yeah, it, it's a story that we've read a lot about recently in different vehicles here and there. This is the graphic novel form of it. $20. Great for you Middle Earth kids. For you anime folks, if you anime folks have a coffee table, this is the book that needs to be on there. And we have it actually in the office. We're going to review it later this week. It is a beautiful book. And as an, as an entertainment vehicle, we're not even a big fan of anime. We can appreciate the beauty in it, and we know, wow, that's really beautiful. I like to look at it, but eh, I can't watch a whole movie of it without my eyes wandering. In short doses, though, it is gorgeous. This is the art of Mamoru Hosada, the man who leapt through film. 
It is by renowned film critic Charles Solomon. Uh, Solomon's done some other kind of uh, deep dives into animated properties, The Art of Wolf Walkers being one of them, and one other one that really escapes me. But it was a deep dive, and this book is, is no different from Abrams Comics Arts, the, the art of Mamoru Hasada. It is, it's encyclopedic in nature, in that it looks at his work, it looks at the storyboards, it looks at how he created it, looks at the interviews with his associates that says, what happened here, how was this made, tell us some behind-the-scenes information, and it is thick. I'm looking at the book now, and it's about an inch and a quarter thick, and it's big, it's heavy, it's beautiful. If you've got an anime person in your life, this is their jam. And uh, look for a separate review later this week about this, if it's your jam, because it's gorgeous. You know who I'm talking about. A couple of weeks ago, uh, these folks put out another book, Mayo Clinic Press, My Life Beyond Vaccines. Uh, this is another book, the second one, that we've seen from this publisher. And it's neat because it tells the story of this girl and the history of vaccines. We have a couple other graphic novels that have done this, and kids will be fascinated about how vaccines evolved over the past two millennia. It's amazing when you think that the Chinese just had a, they had an infected stick, and they would scrape your arm, and then suddenly they would try to, to fix it. It was like they were reverse engineering it, and it goes on through history. You got some nights there from Mayo Clinic Press. This graphic novel may not be readily available. So if you're down with scientific graphic novels or the Mayo Clinic, um, look around for it or order it from Previews World or your local comic book store. And lastly, for you disgusting kids, for you 80s kids who want to throw back, for you current kids who are disgusting in nature, Mad Balls versus Garbage Pail Kids. This is issue two from Dynamite. <laughs> Comics, um, and I say disgusting kind of in a jokey way because any upper elementary school kid through lower or middle school kid has the potential to be really disgusting, especially you boys. And I say that because I was one of them and I still can be one of them. This is the disgusting nature of those garbage pail kids and mad balls. And it is uh, who's the grossest? Who can do the grossest things? It makes me laugh because it brings back good memories for me as a kid, so I know my 12-year-old self would be all over this comic book. This is issue two, and I believe this is a miniseries. I am not sure, but <laughs> I laugh because you look at the graphics to this, and it says this is the stuff of middle school dreams. Really looks awesome. It's from uh, Dynamite. $3.99, and I think you kids will love it. What are you reading this week? You read anything fun or interesting? Hit us up on Twitter. It's uh, hashtag DaddyMojo or at DaddyMojo, and uh, share with us what you're reading. Thanks for listening to Daddy Mojo. Be sure to tune in next time. For more information on any of the things we talked about today, just check out the website, DaddyMojo.net, or hit us up at DaddyMojo on social media.